Live from Hollywood, California, it's The Rick Savage Show. It is The Rick Savage Show. I'm your host, Rick Savage. I'm coming to you from the road. So if it doesn't sound as pristine as it usually does, I'm sorry. But I'm in Nashville right now. And my plan on this trip was to record a little bit from each city I stop into. So I flew to Las Vegas, fired up my little portable podcasting unit, and uh, wasn't working out. The Las Vegas airport. First off, I was in the Las Vegas airport in the morning, not hungover. And that's rare. I think the only time you either come to Las Vegas and then you're like off and running or you're going to the airport in Las Vegas to fly home, hungover, broke, et cetera, et cetera. I was neither of those things. It was a layover because for whatever reason, I couldn't find a nonstop from Burbank to Nashville. I couldn't to use my miles, to be clear. I don't want to spend any money. I was going to gamble, but the Las Vegas airport is just like old slot machines. There's no blackjack tables or anything, obviously. I thought maybe there'd be like a digital, you know, the digital versions of blackjack where it's basically a a video game, but but for money. That I thought that would at least exist, but it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> I've been in Nashville less than 24 hours. It doesn't. So then I hopped on the plane and came to Nashville. And last night we went to a place called Marvin's for barbecue. Oh, so good. Had brisket, had barbecue ribs, mac and cheese, green beans, cornbread, some sort of dessert thing, some fried berry thing. I don't know. It was incredible. Uh, you should definitely go there. I'm not a barbecue expert. I really like barbecue. I'm, I'm certainly not a snob about it. So there might be better places in Nashville for barbecue. But if you go to Marvin's, make sure you ask to sit at the bar. Because there was like an hour-long wait, and then uh, a girl came up, and she's like, hey, you want to sit at the bar? There's seats. Absolutely. For sure. A thousand percent. So we went and sat at the bar, had a beer, ordered some barbecue. Then we walked up and down Broadway on Halloween. Pretty sketchy. Decided to skip the honky-tonks. Went to the candy store instead. We're adults. So we got candy for dessert. Went to a couple trinket shops. I mean, I know Broadway isn't like the cool place in Nashville. And if you live in Nashville or if you're from there, you know, like, oh, you should go out to East Nashville because that's where ah, I don't care. We're staying in downtown. We got barbecue in downtown. We went to the trinket store in downtown and we got candy. Now, today, what I just got back from doing and the reason I wanted to, to at least record part of this podcast right now is I just got back from Prince's Hot Chicken. Now, I think Hattie B's has kind of the most buzz, and I think everyone knows about Hattie B's from every TV show that talks about hot chicken. It's not the first. It's not the OG. It might be the best, and that's okay. Apple wasn't the first company to create a, uh, uh, an MP3 player. They just made the best. They made the iPod. They weren't the first smartphone. They just made the best. They made the iPhone. So... Hattie B's might not be the first, but I think people think it's the best. I don't know, man. Prince's was incredible. 
Super sketchy area, by the way. It's like 10 miles outside of downtown. So this isn't some walking distance. You're here to see a, what's their hockey team? The Predators? You're here to see a Predators game and you go to the honky tonk and then you go, no, this is like a dedicated trip. Yeah, it's uh, it's not safe. I'll just be honest. It's in a rundown strip mall and there's like some sketchy shops there. Like there are clearly fronts for drugs, for sure. Like there was a clothing store there and they were selling like fake Tommy Hilfiger shirts. Like no one's buying that, but you're selling drugs. So that's fine. In fact, one of those guys yelled at me. There's a lot to digest. I'll come back to that. So also in the strip mall was a place called Chicago style euros. I know there's a lot of Greeks in Chicago, but I know there's a Chicago style euro. I just thought there was euros, New York, Chicago, Cleveland, Greece, (laughs) Athens. But I didn't think there was uh, any. Anyways, I walked by the Chicago style euro place to go to Prince's and you walk in and uh, it smells gross and it's like 85 degrees, which are all uh, positives in my book. In my Yelp review, I would say it smells gross and it's 85 degrees and that's exactly what I wanted. So you go up to this little counter, there's a little like window and uh, there's old, I don't know, she was probably 70 year old black woman taking orders. And she was very sweet. This isn't like, uh, what is it, Wiener Circle in Chicago where they like scream and yell at you. It's not that vibe. She's a sweetheart. So I on Thursdays, they have tenders. That's kind of rare. They don't always have tenders. So I went up to the window, ordered uh, a four-piece chicken tenders, and the scale of hotness goes plain, mild, medium, spicy, or hot, and then spicy hot, and then triple X hot or whatever all the way up. And I overheard someone in front of me say uh, he also had never been there before. And he asked someone else, he said, uh, if this is my first time, what should I get? And they both said mild, like instantly with no like smile on their face. And I was like, yeah, but I'm, you know, I like the hot food. I get down with hot sauce. I can handle medium. I'm a grown ass man. So, uh, so I get up there, order medium tenders i also got an order of fries and uh and they got soda machines so i got a diet coke and she gave me my number it was like 15 bucks or something and i'm seeing that there's a lot of people the line wasn't long but there's a lot of people waiting so i was like oh this is gonna be a minute i go out front to film a little bit because i'm a vlogger now i don't know if you've seen my instagram post but i'm a vlogger i'm making vlogs so i go out front to vlog and i'm filming just like uh you know, what us vloggers call B-roll, you know, like uh, some footage of the cars driving by and then I'll like pan over to the front of the the store or whatever. And I did kind of this, <laughs> again, like I'm uh, uh, Ricky Scorsese. I did this sweeping wide shot to capture the whole strip mall. And I get done and I zero in on the, on the prince's chicken and I stop. And then I hear, I don't want to be on a camera. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I look up and he's like, I don't want to be on anyone's camera. And I was like, no problem. He was a large man. Large. Could crush me in a second. I would say like some linebacker shit. You know, probably like 6'7", 275. An in-shape adult man. And I was like, all good, all good. And he goes, he goes, sir, will you please delete it? And I was like, oh, he called me sir. So he's giant, but he's probably younger than me. But he was polite. I was like, of course, of course. And I looked down and I actually did delete it because I wasn't going to risk him 
it wasn't that good of a shot. You know what I mean? I deleted it and I looked up and I'm like, I deleted it. My bad. And he's like, all good. Thank you, sir. He was the most polite felon. <laughs> he was the most polite ex-con. He was the most polite criminal ever. So I was like, yeah, dude, happy to delete. No problem. And then he went back into the store that sold T-shirts that no one was in. Uh, I'm just saying. There was some activity out of the back. If I went around to the back of that store, something would fall off a truck and I could walk away with a, a really cheap disc man. After that, I was like, well, I'm not going to mess with the, the locals anymore for my aspiring vlogging career. So I go back into the chicken shack and I hang out. And there's no seating and it's pretty small and I'm standing next to the trash can and I still don't care. I'm fine with that. And I wait and I wait and I wait. Finally, not exaggerating, I would say a half an hour. It was probably a half an hour for four chicken tenders. And I grabbed it, and it was already raining at this point, and there was no seats. So I was like, all right, let's get it to go. Hop in the whip. Hop in the rental whip. It's a Kia, I believe. And I start driving uh, kind of back towards downtown. And then there's this little park. I'm taking, like, side streets, you know, so I could see parts of Nashville I've never seen before. And, uh, and there's this little park. So I pull over, and I start eating this hot chicken. And by the time I drove for maybe 10 minutes, by the time I pulled over, before I even opened the container, my sinuses were already clearing up. My eyes were already watering just from the smell inside the car. It was that intense. And that's a medium order. I didn't get no triple X spicy. I wish this was a video podcast. Well, that's why I'm vlogging. So I don't know if it'll be up yet, but eventually on my Instagram, I'll, I'll show like some footage of this, but Open up the container is four beautiful pieces of chicken with lots of red, hot looking powder on it and a big old stack of French fries, two pickles and two pieces of bread. And the bread is underneath the chicken. So all of the hot goodness is really just getting soaked up by that bread. I fire it up. I take a bite and instantly I feel it instantly like in the back of my throat, it hurts. My lips kind of hurt. My nose is, you know what's weird? My nose was like, the sinuses were wide open after that, but also I had a runny nose. So is that what happened? I don't know how that works, but I, I guess that's what happened. Maybe I was just sweating out of my nostrils, but it, it hurt. It hurt. I'm really happy I didn't go another level up to the hot or whatever. But there's a, there's a weird thing that happens with spicy chicken. You like... You take a bite and it hurts. And then as soon as you're swallowing, you want to take another bite. So I don't know if there's some like addictive substances mixed into this hot chicken powder, but man, I, I was sweating. My eyes were watering and I just didn't care. I was like, I need another bite. The tip for this one is to make sure you order French fries because anytime it got too much, I would just eat a couple fries because they, they were seasoned, but they didn't have like hot powder on them. Uh, so that was great. That would break it up. I'd have I'd have some fries, and I was good to go. And then I took a bite of the bread. Huge mistake. Don't do that. Don't eat the bread. The bread, uh, like I said, it sucks up all that hotty goodness. So it was spicier than the chicken. So don't eat the bread. I ate all four of them goddamn chicken tenders, and I'm proud of it. And they were delicious. I've had Dave's Hot Chicken uh, back in L.A., and it's great. And Hattie B's is great. But this that might be number one. It might also be, like, the whole environment, the, like, I thought that guy was going to kill me because I filmed him and I had to drive outside of downtown to go explore. So it was everything that went with it. Another, I don't know if it's a pro tip or not, 
but I didn't even realize I had a Halls in my pocket. That was the best. After everything was done and I drank a gallon of Diet Coke, I popped in a Halls and then I was good to go. So now I'm good. Now I can go out tonight. We're going to go see Kane Brown. Do you know that guy? I first heard of Kane Brown like two years ago. He came by the office and uh, he's a country singer. I think he's uh, half black, half white and a very good looking young man. And so regardless of his skills as a country singer, it's like there's not a lot of light skinned black dudes doing country music. This kid's going to clean up. (laughs) (laughs) And he did. And he did. He's doing really, really well. He just got married. He has a beautiful wife. So I don't know. I don't know if he was cleaning up or he already had a girlfriend and now they're now they're married. So congratulations to them. But we're going to go see Kane Brown. And then after that, we're getting on a plane. We're going to go see Saturday Night Live in New York City. And I'm freaking out because it's a lifelong dream. And uh, I think I alluded to this in the last podcast, but I don't know if I actually said it was happening. So we're going to Saturday Night Live. Jonah Hill is the host. I just saw mid 90s. I can't recommend that movie enough. It was so great. The soundtrack was amazing. The cast was incredible. The cameos from random people. Del the Funky Homo Sapien had a cameo. Chad Muska had a cameo. So you're always like looking in the background to see who Jonah dropped in the movie. But it's an incredible story, and I'll probably talk more about it later. But that's the Nashville check-in. So I hope this sounds okay. Um, I'm probably going to play something right here as like a little interlude to get us into the New York mood. Maybe I'll play like... I'm going to have to edit all this later, but maybe I'll play like Billy Joel. Yeah. No, New York state of mind is kind of like a slow. How about New York groove back in a New York groove? That's what I'm going to do right now. You're going to hear a little bit of back in the New York groove. And then when you hear my voice again, I'll be in New York city. Okay. All right. Good chat. See you out there. Okay, we are on our way home now. What was your favorite part of the trip? Well, we were in Nashville and we were in New York, and I really loved Nashville and New York because it was like fall and the leaves were so pretty. But what did you think of Kane Brown? He's hot. (laughs) What did you think of the music of Kane Brown? Rock and roll. (laughs) Okay, and country. Yeah, Yeah, he's hot. SNL was so fun. Saw Jonah Hill, and it was super impressive, and it was really fun being there, knowing you were living your best life. And what was your favorite sketch of the night at SNL? Well, obviously, the dogs with the wigs was super funny, (laughs) but um, Weekend Update was so good. It, like, took over the entire stage, and Colin and Michael Che were just so funny, and Pete Davidson obviously came out, which was super awesome. What was the biggest like surprise at SNL, or the like the thing you weren't expecting, or oh Tina Fey and Drew Barrymore, yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, the way that they set up like all the stages with like the green screens, and they were just like moving around so fast. Sometimes there'd be like fifty people that were like taking sets apart, and 
Um, that was really funny. And I think my favorite part was when um, the lady like was wrangling Jonah Hill all around and she would grab his hand and run and they would have to like he just like looked like he was just like being dragged around and it was really cute because like that's what they had to do but it was like really aggressive. What was your favorite meal of the trip? Ooh. Um, I think I know the answer. That's why I'm asking. I mean, I liked the pasta. Oh, yeah. Oh, because we went and saw Mike Birbiglia, too. Yes. What did you think of Mike Birbiglia? Oh, he's a sweetheart. I think that was a really great show. And he was talking all about having his baby girl and it was like very real and not the way that people usually tell the story of their children and what you see on social media it was like no it fucking changes your life but yes it's like what my wife wanted and like we're figuring it out and she's beautiful and that was cute yeah what about um (laughs) but the dinner i the food i thought you were gonna say is the dinner we had after saturday night live oh yeah i mean i really loved that place it had like (laughs) christmas lights in it and it had my favorite soup of pasta fajoule and then we had um chicken tenders and french fries (laughs) and a brownie with ice cream on it and we were watching the usc game and they won by a lot it was just really nice yeah um what else happened anything else how long have you been planning this surprise podcast? Well, it's not really a surprise podcast. I just thought, so where we left off before, I was in Nashville recording from the road. Yeah. So I wanted to record another segment from the road. And then maybe when I get back to like home, then we'll do maybe like a final little wrap up thing. But I wanted to have like a little bit. It's like an on the road podcast. Right. But we were driving and you just turned off the volume of the music that I was singing to. Shout out, Pitbull, move to Miami. Yeah, Shakira, I'm going to make you move to Miami, I think it's called, but okay. You took out your little mini podcaster. That's pretty cool. Well, I just, I didn't want to warn you. (laughs) I know. Like, I didn't want you to prepare. I just wanted to, like, spring it on you. Um, Okay, anything else about the trip? Anything you want to say to the listeners of the Rick Savage Show? I'm Rick Savage. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Can we just say how amazing Ariana Grande is like she is just I don't know like I didn't used to like her and I guess I didn't like really know her but she's really just come into her own and I don't even know what that is but she's maybe she's always been this way but I don't know she's very inspiring she's like handling every everything so well like being a really good role model but not like in an annoying way just in a very genuine you know strong woman dealing with boy issues dealing with crises of the world i don't know i'm just very impressed yeah me too you know what's funny is like you know i didn't know her from whatever disney or nickelodeon show she was on so just she was another pop singer when she came out and then do you remember when she licked that donut at a donut shop and it like like the security camera footage leaked to tmz and she just looked like a kind of like a spoiled brat Right, and I was like, "Who is this chick?" And that was, yeah. God, I don't know, like it was six also years around ago. like the Miley Cyrus times, where like she was just crazy. So everyone was just like in that, like everything is weird. Yeah, and then, so that was my impression of her. And then, God as a Woman comes out, yeah. and it's a great album, and everyone loves it. Well, Sweetener was the album. Oh right, sorry. So God as a Woman was a single. Sweetener yeah. was the album, right? Yeah. Good call. That's why you're here. And then she was dating our like our best friend Pete Davidson from yeah. Saturday Night Live. And then they got engaged very quickly and got tattoos of each other and all this stuff. I'm explaining for the folks that maybe don't follow 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, the pop yes. culture stuff as close as, as you and I do. So Ariana Grande starts dating and gets engaged to Pete Davidson. And Pete kind of jokes about it on TV a little bit. And the, oh, remember they're at the comedy store? Yeah. Yeah, we went and saw. Um, that was like. Their first reveal. Yeah, we. Together. In fact, the comedy store like social person got in trouble yeah. because they uh, they posted a photo of Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson backstage at the comedy store before they were like publicly a couple, and it went up for five minutes on their Instagram, and then every Ariana Grande fan found it, and then they took it down. Yeah, but... and then the next day they posted a photo of them wearing Harry Potter robes together. Yeah, and that was their Instagram "We're Together" announcement. So then they have this relationship and it comes and goes pretty quickly and they call off their engagement like a couple weeks ago. I guess it was pretty, they didn't really comment on it publicly. Like Pete Davidson did a show with Judd Apatow at the Largo here and made like a comment or two about his relationship, but like nothing real big. And then this week for SNL, during the SNL promos, it was Jonah Hill, Maggie Rogers. Oh, shout out Maggie Rogers. Oh, She's yeah. so good. Awesome. So then... During the promo, Jonah Hill goes, hey, I'm Jonah Hill, and I'm hosting SNL with musical guest Maggie Rogers. And then Pete Davidson goes, hey, Maggie, I'm Pete. Want to get married? And then Maggie says no. And then Pete Davidson goes, oh, 0 for 3. Which is kind of like a silly joke or whatever. But it sounded like maybe the Ariana fans weren't so happy about that. Well, I think she was, you're calling our marriage a joke, and you're just asking some random person to marry you on television. That's kind of rude. And then Ariana releases a song last night. Yes, called Thank You, Next. <laughs> Which, on the service level, <laughs> that's like such a fuck you song title. Thank You, Next. But once the song was released and you listen to the lyrics, it was actually a little bit more positive and inspiring and about finding yourself. And I don't know, what did you think of the song? Yeah, I mean, she basically says... Thank you, Mac. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Pete. All of our exes. Each of you guys taught me love, patience, pain. And now I'm dating Ari, myself. And so I think that's it's a good message. And I think it leaves it all very amicable. It makes it about yourself because relationships really are about yourself. And I think Pete Davidson was also planning on doing a sketch on SNL yeah. about Ari and then decided to say, no, you guys shouldn't worry about our relationship it's none of your business she's wonderful she's a strong person like i wish her the best and you know let's all move on and yeah and i think it ended super positive but back to your original point about like how inspiring she's become i think if you just don't know much about her or if you just write her off as another pop star her music does have this great inspirational message and it's empowering. And also everything that she went through with the attack in Manchester when she was performing this concert. I think what she's done to raise awareness and to help heal people and all this positivity that she's throwing out in the world. I feel like sometimes that gets pushed aside with pop stars and yeah. it's okay to appreciate that with someone like Ariana Grande. Yeah, definitely. You agree? Agree. Thought I'd end up with shine, but it wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky, now I listen and laugh. Even almost got married, and for Pete I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm, cause he was an angel. One taught me love, one taught me patience, and one taught me pain. Now I'm so amazing to have loved and I belong. 
I like it. I like that new Ariana Grande song. I also like how positive it is. That's what we were just talking about. Uh, hey, things might sound a little bit better now, now that I'm back in Los Angeles recording. And we're about to wrap up the podcast, and I don't really have a Savage of the Week, because we were all over the place for this episode. I will say a couple things about SNL. It's incredible how small the stage is. It's incredible how they they move everything around. There was a couple sweet moments, like before the show started, Lauren Michaels walked across the stage to go talk to someone, and the crowd like politely clapped, and he waved, which was very, you know, it was a nice show of respect. Michael Che came out beforehand to warm up the audience, which was kind of cool. And there was a couple things that were rearranged. We were at the dress rehearsal. I don't know if I made that clear earlier. We got tickets to the dress rehearsal. So there were things that, uh, during the dress rehearsal, were in a totally different order than what actually aired. There was one or two sketches that got cut. There was one that I think they'll probably use part of it in another sketch, if I had to guess. Basically, the idea was Jonah Hill and his girlfriend responded to a Craigslist ad to buy a van. And then when they showed up, the uh, the van was under a tarp, and then the tarp was pulled off, and it was revealed to be the van that the guy that sent all those bombs was driving around that has all the, like, Trump stickers on the side. And it was a really funny moment, like, when that actual, when the reveal happened of the van. But then the next, like, minute and a half of them, they were basically haggling over the price. And then the the end of the sketch, I guess you'd call it the punchline, is Jonah Hill reveals that he learned how to negotiate from The Art of the Deal, the Trump book. Yeah, I, I didn't sell it so well. It didn't play so well. So So they scrapped that. But I do think the one moment of the van reveal was really funny. So I could see that ending up in like a fake Fox News segment and they cut to someone in the field and they remove the tarp and show the van or something. I could see that happening. Um, There was another one that I just didn't understand. There was like a motorcycle. Joni Hill and a bunch of guys were on a... They were basically a motorcycle gang in Montreal. And so they all had really bad French accents. And as they were riding these motorcycles, different Canadian things happened to them. Like Joni Hill was riding and then a maple tree just squirted maple syrup at him. And it was really funny because he got covered in maple syrup. But I don't think the sketch, at least uh, on television, would play that well. So they cut that as as well. So to point out the obvious, if you can ever go to Saturday Night Live, go at all costs. It's been very much a lifelong dream. So the fact that Gina helped pull this together with someone I used to work with uh, was incredible. Definitely go. If you end up getting tickets to dress rehearsal, don't feel bad about it. It might even be better because you see more sketches. You see them try several different jokes. It's a much looser show. They're like cursing. And they they try different things and they make notes on what works. And then you can watch the actual broadcast later that night and see how they improved on it. And they did. There's definitely jokes that they made a lot better after the dress rehearsal, which I thought was really cool. And one more time for Jonah Hill in mid-90s. I do, I almost want to do a full mid-90s podcast, but that movie is so, so great. It seems like a very special movie to Jonah. It's about kind of this mid-90s group of kids skateboarding and finding their way in the world. And it's very sweet and kind of emotional at times. I definitely got teary-eyed more than once watching the movie. And the soundtrack is so good. So we're going to end on a song from the soundtrack. Let's just do that. 
and then we'll we'll call it a day and we'll have a savage of the week next week and i have another idea coming for another segment and i'm talking to some people about maybe doing some guests on here so you know the rick savage show i'm rick savage will continue to evolve can i play two songs to close the show i just want to play a little bit of this song because it was in the trailer and I think this might be a group that like really, really cool people know about, but I had never heard of. The group is called Omega. And the song, it looks like it's called Gyokin Hyahu Lani. I don't know. But let me just play a little bit of this because it was in the movie a couple times. And then I'm going to play one more song. So I don't really know what they're saying there or what that's all about, but I had never heard that song before. I had never heard of the group Omega. I don't know if I'm losing cool points, but it it was such a beautiful song and it worked so well in the movie. I want to play a clip of it. The other song that was just amazing in the movie was Where Did You Sleep Last Night from Nirvana's MTV Unplugged, which I think is like a, like a 1900s folk song. And then Lead Belly did a version of it and Nirvana kind of covered their version of this song but i just love the song and it's so beautiful and i got super burnt out on nirvana working at radio stations that played it way too much but we never really played this song and this is kind of a special song i hope you liked the podcast it was a little all over the place but you could leave a review or a rating that'd be nice all right have a good week see you in a few days bye my girl
Yesterday isn't for everyone. Keep it up, Peloton! Just one more push isn't for everyone. Being your own role model isn't for everyone. You're crushing it, Peloton! Keep it up! It's not for everyone, but Peloton's for go-getters, everyday heroes, and anyone who really wants it. Learn more about 30-day home trial at OnePeloton.com. 